busiest man in Ireland. There was a man in Ireland, Michael McFarlane. He didn't like to be doing nothing. When he was doing nothing, he got to thinking. So rather than thinking about how he was doing nothing, he decided one day, in his head, that he'd never give himself time to think ever again. He had his own business. Now, a business is what it sounds like. If you break it down, it's a busyness. So if you ever hear of the multitudes of businesses across Ireland, they're nothing special. Just places where a certain amount of busyness is happening. Let me tell you, in this particular world, his part of it was a hot spot of busyness. He'd be over there doing this and over there plugging something in. Meanwhile, the printer was printing something out and him on the phone the whole time. Yeah, yeah, just, um, yeah, yeah, okay, yeah, 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 sure. Okay, great, I'll action that. Great, going forward. If you were to look into the office where his busyness was, let me tell you, it'd be hard to make him out he was so busy. Just a blur of legs and arms and ties and suits and phones and sheets of paper. Sometimes he'd even work straight through Christmas Day. No, look, having a chance to stop for that one, absolutely busiest time of the year, absolute carnage. His daughter Sadie was very proud of her father. Proud that he worked so hard, but she didn't like to see him so stressed the whole time. He always said he was doing it for her, that he was trying to give her a good life. Sadie liked to take her time doing everything, but she liked nothing more than just spending time with her father. She ate her dinner really slowly, whereas her dad would tend to his dinner with the same diligence to which he'd tend to his busyness, all the while chatting on the phone. Dad, I'm just thinking, maybe we could finish that. Yeah, Sunday's good for me. She would take her time to observe the changing of the seasons, the daffodils that would grow in spring. She noticed the crows that seemed to almost follow her father. She loved to see the baby lambs playing in the field. She might mention it to her dad, to which he'd say, Oh yeah, great, Sadie, brilliant, yeah, no problem. But he really wasn't paying attention. He was thinking of 50 other busyness things. She loved to dance, like all the people who were the best crack. And her dad would always drop her off to her dance classes. But all that she wanted was that he'd come in. But he never did. Now, it got that he'd been doing so much working, working so hard that his busyness began to suck other people into its vortex. He was doing so much stuff, setting so many balls rolling, that other people saw how busy he was, and they got jobs with him. Japers. He was so busy, he was hardly going to be able to do it all himself. Now, the office expanded, and it was hopping rows of desks, phones, printers and busy people to work them all. Now this office was a very serious place of busyness. I mean you couldn't wear your normal clothes. This was serious stuff and you had to dress accordingly. Shirts, trousers, shoes and ties. Everyone had to just look like they were into and serious about busyness. 
Now, if you were walking from one side of the office to the other, say holding an important piece of paper, you wouldn't just walk normally as if you were wearing your normal clothes. No, you had to walk like you were wearing trousers, smart shoes and a shirt. This might sound strange, but if you ever find yourself sucked into the vortex of a place of busyness, you'll see people doing it. Like holding the piece of paper just out in front of them and walking on the balls of their feet as if to say, This piece of paper is very important. What I'm doing is crucial to the busyness. Now, these businesses could get very silly. You'd have two people sitting in a row, one person on the end just to make sure that the other two were busy. That is, that they were supervisors. Now, a visor is a slit you might see through on a helmet in olden times. And super means really great. So these supervisors are just people who are really good at seeing things. For this skill, they would be selected to keep an eye on the other people in the busyness, to make sure they were busy. They wouldn't necessarily be doing anything, but looking at what the other people are doing. So you'd have people really busy, and then just one person fixing their cuffs or just moving stuff around the desk and asking the other two every now and again how busy they were. Are you busy? Yeah, yeah, pretty busy, actually. Oh, good stuff, yeah, keep it up, stay busy. ABB, always be busy. What are you doing yourself? Oh, God, I don't know whether I'm coming or going. It's a strange world we live in. Doesn't make any sense. It got to one day that the workers got so fed up seeing the supervisor doing nothing. He emailed his friend and said, how come our supervisor doesn't do anything? All he does is fix his cuffs and move stuff around his desk. Of course, he sent the message to his supervisor by accident, which was very embarrassing altogether. Nothing like that has ever happened to me, I can assure you that. Anyway, such it was that the busyness was running hot. And getting busier and busier. People in the country really started to notice. So much so that Michael McFarlane was on the front page of the busy times. It had a photo of him and a headline that read, The Busiest Man in Ireland. Despite this, Michael felt very empty inside. Though he had everything on paper, he was still quite miserable. He went and took a rare minute to himself, down by the canal. He sat there, his head spinning, and the strangest thing happened to him. A ragged-looking owl swan came up to him and looked at him in the eyes. He thought he was hallucinating when the swan began to speak. The swan pointed a wing straight at him and said, You'd want to cop on to life, man, Freya. The swan had visited France and was quite cultured. I know that look. You got your priorities wrong. He told a story how he had some cygnets and put the most amount of time into tending the nest, flying miles off to get the most exquisite goose down and wadding for the nest. The best willow for weaving. He'd spent the rest of his time guarding the nest rather than spending time with his cygnets. Before he knew it, the cygnets had become swans. And he never really heard from them anymore. He'd been so busy feathering the nest 
he hadn't grown close to his babies. The swan said, Your children will never remember what you did for them, but they'll remember the time that you spent with them. This revelation hit Michael like a ton of onions. It all came flooding back. As a child, he loved to play. And loved nothing more than to relax and have a decent lie-in. After a decent supper day at the kitchen table, he took his time on his way to school, taking in all the sights and sounds. He noticed the leaves on the trees. He noticed when they had no leaves. In spring, he saw the little green buds and saw them spread into green leaves. Absolutely love it when the buds come out. All right, buds. He noticed them change to brown and noticed them as they fell to the ground. His father and mother, on the contrary, were very, very, very busy and very much involved in busyness. He remembered how it hurt when they didn't come to see him play hurling. But now he was doing the exact same thing to his daughter, Sadie. It was that evening he surprised Sadie by coming and watching her at her school, Kaylee. By the puka, she was amazing. He even joined in with the dancing. And it was in that moment that the busy mist was cleared away from Michael's head. It was like everything had been on fast forward. He couldn't rewind. But going forward, to use a busyness term, he would spend as much time as he could with Sadie. He's also currently in talks with several unions, including some elves in Lapland, who might be a bit disappointed with their current pay agreement with Big S. That's Santa. Look, lad, she's been going over too long. Well, maybe halfway. Halfway now. now. I wish they'd have a union with. Ireland's Unreal was written and presented by me, Hugh Cooney, and produced by the RTE Junior Radio Team. This is our RTE Junior Podcast! For more sort RTE Kids Podcast.